You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio Chief Washington Correspondent. You're listening to the Sound On Extra podcast. We, there was so much news today that we covered in the show that we didn't really have a chance to dive into the eco data as much as I would have hoped, which is why I'm so grateful that we have this Sound On Extra podcast and even more grateful to have Maddie Dupler with us uh, on the show as well as here in studio. She is a senior fellow at the National Taxpayers Union and former coalitions director for the House Republican Conference. And Luis Schiavone, she's a veteran Washington, D.C. journalist and senior lecturer at John Hopkins University Carey Business School. All right, here we go, folks. Let's go through the numbers. 263,000 jobs added in the April jobs report. That smashed expectations. 3.6% unemployment rate, the lowest since December 1969. And what else did you get out of that uh, that that jobs data? Well, I've been saying repeatedly for the last several months that the story to watch is the wage story because that has been the missing component of this expansion. For too long, we've had job growth, but no wage growth. And of course, that means that workers then are the ones who are not really feeling these improvements in the economy. Today, we saw that uh, wages grew at 3.2% from this point last year. That is in pace, on pace with uh, nine, month, uh, nine months of wages growing over 3%, uh, which is a pretty remarkable pace. Uh, in the 90s, the lead up, uh, the, the expansion there, we had job growth that was over 4%. So we're still, you know, we've got room to grow. The question that most economists are asking is, what does that look like uh, when it comes to inflation then? And we heard from uh, Fed Chairman uh, Jay Powell this week, where he raised some of the, he, he addressed some of the questions about what it will take for the Fed to start looking seriously at inflation and maybe acting uh, with regard to that question. Uh, but when you look at the jobs number today, it's hard not to be uh, enthusiastic about the American economy, particularly Louise, because, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll make this quick, but particularly because when you look at that wage number, when you look at the people who are coming off of the sidelines back into the workforce, people who potentially haven't been employed for years are now finding work once again. That is a story of an economy that is serving people who have not been a part of the expansion up until this point. Okay, so this is um, my point of view about this. So the lowest unemployment for women since 1953, the lowest overall Wait, 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 say that again. We didn't, got you, didn't you say I that? I did say it, but I, but I think this bears repeating. I think this truly bears repeating. You have the lowest unemployment for women since 1953, 3.1%. And so the lowest unemployment overall since 1969. But here's my point, Kevin. 
you know, you look at the women who are in the workplace today. A lot of them are these young um, millennial women. Uh, and overall, uh, the the people who are in the workplace are, you know, it's a generational thing. But these people are facing pressures, economic pressures that people were not facing in 1953, Such as? were not facing in 1969. And the big crushing pressure is student loans. Right. And people are carrying tremendous student loan debts. So you can have <laughs> all of these uh, these great, you know, these these great metrics. But these same people who are super employed, they can't buy a house. And this is what I think is the most fascinating component of our economy right now, is that we now have a workforce that is completely different from anything we've seen in prior generations. One, because it is older demographically. We've got baby boomers who are still working, but they're at the end of their work life, which shows up differently in data than two because they earn more and that sort of thing. Um, but the millennials who have a 10-year delay, essentially, on their employment story, all of this is the, are things that we are just beginning to figure out. And policymakers are going to have to adapt to what the 21st century workforce looks like versus the 20th. And lawmakers should start talking about these issues in a more accessible way. I do want to just point out, though, that Stephen Moore had a rough week. He's a conservative uh, economist who President Trump wanted to name to the Fed board. So (laughs) he was literally in the Bloomberg Washington Bureau this week. Not just this week. For an Ed board. Yesterday. I don't even know. My God, my days are The day. The day that he gets fired. Like the hour before he gets, well, not fired. (laughs) He wasn't fired. He wasn't fired. I I want to correct myself. But we're in the, it's called the cabinet room in the Bloomberg Bureau in Washington, D.C. With all of our, my esteemed colleagues who cover the central bank. I mean, these are like the smartest reporters. They're like the Maddie Dupplers of of the (laughs) long world. And I mean, and Stephen Moore's there. It's probably like 15 or 20 of us. And he, we're grilling him. I mean, literally on like monetary policy, fiscal policy, po- political, you know. I'm like, Senator Ernst doesn't want you. She's a Republican from Iowa. The Republicans were dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, dropping like flies the support because of controversial comments that he had made. But he was adamant. He literally said, I am, quote unquote, all in. He goes on Bloomberg Television, one of my dear colleagues and mentors here, Tom Keen, interviewing him on television. The whole time I'm listening to him, I'm like, he must know something that we don't know. Then like an hour later, you, t- you check President Trump's Twitter and it says he's gone. But the reason I bring up St- uh, Stephen Moore is be- I always want to say Stephen Miller. <laughs> uh, Stephen Moore is because of this inflation question and the jobs data. And one of the things, and I'm going to end it here, one of the things in that Ed board that he said was, why is it that when we, I'm paraphrasing, why is it that when we get a solid jobs number, immediately Wall Street starts talking about inflation? And if you look at what has gone on from this jobs data, it doesn't look like that there is any sign of inflation. Well, and what's a little interesting to me on that anecdote is that the last press conference that Fed Chairman Jay Powell held, he actually made this exact point where he was like, you know, we are not worried about wage inflation. That is something that is not part of our our dual mandate. We're worried about price inflation. And from from what I'm hearing from you, it seems like Stephen Moore was saying the same thing. And of course, some of the acrimony surrounding Moore was that he is so radical, such a departure from what's on the Fed board right now. On this, he may have agreed with the Fed chairman himself, but I guess we'll just and never shareholders, know. the S&P 500 index rising the most in a month as data showed the labor market can support growth without 
sparking inflation. I'm reading there from my colleagues reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal by Rita Nazareth and Vildanda Hudrick. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. Maddie, Luis, thanks for joining me on the Sound On Extra podcast. Lots of fun. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.